Are you damn right? Hope everybody's having a good Friday. It's not just any Friday. If you're a big lover of the state of Texas, you might know it's San Jacinto Friday, April 21st. Anniversary of the Battle of San Jacinto. They teach you that in school if you take a little Texas history. Shout out to those brave men back in the day. Might have been women involved. I don't know enough about the Battle of San Jacinto. I'm sure there were women involved somehow, right? Brave men and women. We'll throw them in there. Uh, Let's do it. Chad and Zay on this Friday. There's a lot to get to. We'll start with a crazy NFL story. Another controversial NFL story that guys can't stay away from. There's the draft coming up in a mere six days. And the NBA mess from last night and what you thought of it. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, what up, what up? How are everybody doing? Happy Friday. How you doing, Chad? Man, I am good. Just please make sure that you do not stare at me for too long. Because they'll throw you out. <laughs> don't you st- don't stare at me. Don't, don't please. God, we are so soft. No mean mugging. There is no more mean mugging allowed in sports, apparently. We're going to get into all of that, but I want to hear from the people today. Good Lord, I'm 48 years old. And I started thinking about what sports used to be like. I hate to go total old man today, but wow, the sensitivity level is amazing. Specs text line 337-3776. Let us know what you thought about James Harden getting thrown out, uh, about the Joel Embiid situation, the Claxton play, uh, what they called there, Claxton getting thrown out later, and where you think all this should be. Coming up at 1230, I think I have figured out the problem I'm going to try to fix basketball and football all at once. I got two rules. That's it. We're going to go down to two rules, and we're going to try to fix it all coming up uh, in the NBA. That was pretty wild. But we do have some other good stuff there. Golden State. Hello, Warriors. Mm. Nice performance in Game 3. I'm telling you, Kings, I'll be a little nervous. That was big. You said all along you thought Golden State could win this series uh, in that 3-6, and they certainly proved it last night. Uh, Steph Curry had that great line about, well, I knew if we lost it was pretty much over. You can take the pretty much out because nobody's ever come back from it, so you can't go down 3-0. We'll definitely talk some NBA coming up, but unfortunately we have to start today with a weird NFL story. I hate stuff like this, Zay. I saw it pop across the, the screen today, and we have another story along the Calvin Ridley line about gambling in the league. So the NFL has now announced four different Lions players and a Washington player have been suspended for gambling on different levels, and we'll get to it here. The biggest name, I would argue, is Jamison Williams, the talented receiver from Bama going into his second year. Now, good news if you're a Lions fan or I guess a Bama fan, uh, Jameis and Stanley Berryhill, another receiver that's on their team, they've been suspended six games for mobile betting at the facility. The rules say you can obviously not bet on NFL games, but you also can't bet on anything while you're in the facility or on a team charter or on a team trip, all that kind of stuff. So that's what they got in trouble for. Six-game suspension. They'll educate them on how to move forward. But the other two guys, Quintez Cephas and C.J. Moore, they've been released because they, like Calvin Ridley, 
They got them, Zay, on betting on NFL games. I would assume it might involve the Lions, which makes it even worse. But anyway, they got caught betting on NFL games along with this Shaka Tony guy from Washington, and he's been uh, kicked off that team as well. So an NFL betting story six days from the draft. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, when I heard Jamison Williams, and the first thing I thought of was Nick Saban's track record with these wide receivers coming out of Bama. You look at Calvin Ridley, Bama, Henry Ruggs, Bama, now Jamison Williams. So clearly the Calvin Ridley and Jamison Williams thing ain't what Henry Ruggs was doing. But still, that just first thing that came to my mind. And, yeah, it's just it's odd. I don't think the punishment for gambling on college games is that bad. You know, I don't think they should be punished six games. I think that's a little much. Just because it's college. Like, I don't think they have anything to do with it. It's good old fun. All these guys bet college games. When you have a certain teammate that went to maybe a school that your school is playing that week, you always see guys betting. It just might be under the table without it being known. But they're betting. I mean, I'm assuming if you and I are on the same NFL team, right, and say you went to Texas and I went to A&M, we're going to walk by each other one day. Hey, once they get to playing in the next few years, hey, hey, what do you want to throw in that game? I got 50 that says the Aggies win. All right, I got 50 says the Longhorns win. Like That happens all the time. Yeah, like brings locker rooms together. But that is not – but that's not the election. Electronic proof that they have. They've got these guys, I guess, on a phone or a laptop in the facility betting on a college game. But what's the difference, though? That's what I'm saying. Just because it's on the phone and you're at the facility, you're at the facility making these, you know, water cooler bets. Right. What's the difference? You know, it's just that's where I'm like, okay. Now, the guys that were betting on NFL games, yeah, they should be punished just like having really Pete Rose style. Right. That's foul. You can't be doing stuff like that. That's ridiculous, especially if it's for the Lions. Like, we're going back to – you haven't seen Blue Chips, have you? I've not seen Blue oh, Chips. Oh, man. I have not seen Blue Chips. That's my flick, man. <laughs> Tony was doing that stuff. He was wilding. But, yeah, I – the guys that were betting on the college games – let them play the ones that were been on NFL. Yeah, they need to be punished. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, again, that's the the detail that they've put into that rule is is kind of where these guys get into the gray area because you know, like the old the rule that Pete Rose broke was painted on the wall of every baseball facility, and I guess it still is, which is you cannot bet on Major League Baseball games. Period. They didn't put any, I don't think there's any addendums in there for horse racing or the NFL or whatever. You can't bet on our game. You can't. Period. You can't bet on other games you're not involved in, and you certainly can't bet on games you are involved in. They laid all that out clearly. This does bring in, I guess there's enough of, like you said, enough of a gray area that if, you know, Tom Brady and a teammate that went to Ohio State are making a bet, we all know that's probably naturally going to happen. But then what you're saying is it's wrong if Tom Brady bet on Michigan to beat Ohio State on his phone sitting in a meeting room. That's what I'm saying. That's With five minutes to go till the meeting starts, if he did that, you know, if he goes on just, his Just because phone- he used the Wi-Fi at the Buccaneers <laughs> stadium, at the Buccaneers facilities? He's using official Wi-Fi. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> Come on, NFL. Y'all sounding like the feds. I mean, and we also know how prevalent this is, all the different things. I'm staring at ESPN.com today. It says, you know, Williams, three other Lions suspended for betting. You know what's right above it? J.J. Redick pumping up a DraftKings thing. <laughs> it happens. 
It's happening, right? There's so many different things out there. I talk to people about underdog fantasy. It's fun to play. I got it on my phone and all those things. So if you're an NFL player, you can play underdog fantasy, but you can't go doing some pick 'em game with, you know, NFL teams, NFL players, certainly guys on your team. And then if you're going to do any kind of bet, yeah, you can't do it. Like you could do it walking, I guess, from your car to the building, but you can't do it once you're in the building. That may be something. Uh, I think it's an interesting point you're, if, you're bringing up. If these guys didn't know, then shame on them because all of these players need to know the rules so they don't get in trouble and they're not suspended. So if Jamison Williams and the other guy know that they can't be betting on these games at the facilities, then that's really yeah. dumb. That's well, dumb it, as muck. Exactly. No, and then one of our listeners is like, the difference is it's a rule. Yeah, exactly. And there's a different discussion about should it be a rule. It's sort yeah, of that's like, where we're at. Yeah, it's like the marijuana discussion we used to have back in the day when people would say, well, wait a minute, why is it such a big deal that whatever your player of choice is, why is it such a big deal that he's doing pot? Because blah, 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 because it should be legal. It should be legal, and he's not allowed to do it or his contract gets messed up or two different things. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll say the example I always say. If there was a rule that you're not allowed to eat peanut butter in the facility of that NFL team, or you get fined or suspended, well, you can't eat peanut butter. That's the rule. You sign the contract. So that's what these guys are going to have to deal with. And, again, that's a smaller level. So, thankfully, Jamison uh, Williams will be back there. So a gambling story uh, hitting the NFL with the Lions and Washington. By the way, Calvin Ridley's going to be back, right? Yo. With Jacksonville. Watch out for Jacksonville, man. Jacksonville. Watch out with Jacksonville. Like, Chris Jackson, I know you want, you love the locker room here, which is why you came down to jump with these wide receivers and coach here. It's the 40 Acres. It's Austin, Texas. I'd take Austin over Jacksonville any day. Great decision on your part. But that wide receiver room for the Jags that Trevor Lawrence is going to have next year with Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and now Calvin Ridley. Shows, mm-hmm. man. Look out. They're going to be nice. But – I would just make sure Trevor Lawrence knows, no matter how excited you get, just don't start betting on the team to win. No. Don't do that. No. Cal- no pretty boy won't do that. No, Calvin can tell you that one. All right, so we got that NFL story. We're six days away from the draft. Here's something else. Six days away from the draft, say. Yes, sir. Are you fully comfortable with what is going on around the second pick and C.J. Stroud? Have you gotten this figured out yet? No, About it's what's odd. Happening? It's it's really odd. I mean, you hear the Brady Quinn thing and what he said on his podcast about C.J. Stroud missing the Manning camp and that kind of, you know, with it being Manning royalty, we know. University of Texas fans know that Manning royalty. Sure. We've seen what national media has been doing with Arch when thinking that him and Quinn are in competition. So, yeah, Brady Quinn just said he didn't attend the Manning camp and he ghosted them. That was the main thing. That was the key word that he said because ghosted sounds terrible. Well, I know you're old, you old head, Chad. That's, when yeah, you, no, no. When I, you ghost someone. Even I know that word. That means you are doing it on purpose yeah it's so disrespectful You're intentionally doing yeah, it, it. it's just completely disrespectful right. and that kind of tainted how the mannings fell which the mannings have so much you know credibility in the national football league that it made other people look at cj stroud differently where guys like ryan clark said that's bs he was never going to attend the manning camp anyway and i think this was last year so he chose to work with his teammates for the upcoming season and mm-hmm. prepare for the season, which they went to the college football playoffs. So I think him going to that camp paid off a little, or not going to the camp, excuse me, paid off a little bit. But, yeah, I 
I really don't know. It's just the big change of what we were talking about even a month ago with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I'm just – and also as it relates to that first pick, it's become more and more clear that it's going to be Bryce Young. We talked about the Vegas odds the other day. Went just crazy in one direction. So Bryce Young, it feels like everybody's thinking he's going to be the one. Why are there these stories starting to trickle out here and there about C.J. Stroud? Nothing. And there's nothing huge, but it's there's the Manning Camp story. There's this some somebody threw out something a week or so ago about oh, you know I heard he's not very coachable or something weird like what? that, right? Some kind of locker room thing. So now uh, teammates are trying to defend him and weird things like that. So, and to be fair, Brady Quinn did after he said what he said, and you were right. The word ghosted got people really distracted from everything else, yeah. and I get it because you're right that that does come with a certain uh, you know connotation to it. He did say, I think this guy's the most accurate quarterback in the draft. I think he's going to be the second quarterback taken. I'm just kind of telling you what people are saying. And then it just devolved into Ryan Clark, Brady Quinn, RG3, Jalen Ramsey, and others just having little Twitter battles. Yeah. <laughs> like It literally boiled down, and people didn't catch this, it literally boiled down to Ryan Clark and Brady Quinn typing the word bruh to each other. Yeah. Just to have going back and forth it was really silly but now i also think the texans factor in here say they are the ones with the second pick and they are they have the ability to mess stuff up right now that front office is weird they screwed up the last game of the year when they had the first pick so now they don't no, get the they first. wouldn't say they they would say lovey screwed it up they allowed <laughs> it to get screwed up maybe it was by lovey whoever it was by they allowed that to happen they allowed that to happen. So now there's a thought out there. Are the Texans floating all this stuff out so that when they don't take him and when D'Amico Ryans gets a defensive stud at number two, it will make more sense. And people go, oh, you know what they're all saying about C.J. Stroud. Is that what's happening here? Or Texas fans, Oklahoma fans, pay attention because you're going to find out about this in a year or two or five or ten. This could just be Plain old fashioned Bama fans being Bama fans. That's always possible too, because Bama fans love to work behind the scenes and make phone calls and say weird stuff. Just ask Laramie Tunsil how that happens. Mm. Just ask Laramie Tunsil how weird things can happen around the draft. I think Laramie Tunsil had a good day yesterday. So maybe I bet he did. I he bet had he a really did. good day. Yeah, but I, I bet he. I bet he still has the mask. I <laughs> oh, bet. for sure. I bet he has. The now mask. that he has money, that mask is. Skyrocket. He's got an upgraded mask. Way upgraded. Now. So it could just be that, that there's a bunch of wacky Bama fans out there spreading weird rumors. Or it could be all of these things put together. But the fact that I'm reading an article today from experts of the draft. There's a couple of draft experts of ESPN, and they're just asking them random questions. And they're saying stuff like, yeah, I talked to a whole lot of scouts over the last week, and not one of them's telling me the Texans are taking Stroud. It's like, huh? Right. So they're saying this is either the most highly coordinated, effective smokescreen we've ever seen, or D'Amico Ryans wants to go defense. And that's the thing. D'Amico Ryans, him coming from San Francisco, there's word on the street that with San Francisco dealing with Brock Purdy and now Sam Darnold, what's the word on Trey Lance? Where does he come mm-hmm. into this? And D'Amico Ryans, seeing Trey Lance yep. a lot mm-hmm. on scout team and stuff, really likes him. So they might make a move for him. I don't know to where if they took a Will Anderson or Tyree Hunter, they'd be good with that, which I I would take Will Henderson over Hunter. But Tyree still. Wilson. Wilson, excuse yeah. me, Wilson. I'm thinking of basketball. Yeah, yeah. Ty, yeah, Tyree Wilson. And I 
it's it's so weird with CJ Stroud. Like the Deshaun Watson and him having the their uh, same agent. That's really odd. <laughs> yeah. Hearing people compare him to Dak Prescott. Like I again, just because they're light skinned yeah. don't mean we could compare yeah, them. I that's not there. Can't I do don't it. see that. No. It's not there. I can't and, come up with many and, other comparisons. And then just yeah, we know the wide receiver core that he was working with in Ohio State and Columbus was serious. And that helps a lot. But Bryce Young, he was working with guys too. They weren't on that level, especially this past year. They could, but they could play they now. Could, they could go. Yeah. They that, could go. And that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I remember reading an article last night going over those things. You know, a problem could be his team might have been too good at Ohio State. Yeah, what, I've, I've seen that too. What if it was all Ryan Day and those incredible offensive linemen and going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. How many great quarterbacks do have garbage around them. Well, people think. I mean, what wh- what are we talking about? Well, people think Marvin Harrison Jr. ain't even going to be his pops when he gets to the league. People are looking at him like a Randy Moss type guy. Like Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go top five next year. Yeah. I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't even play. I know that that'd be wrong to Columbus, right. Ohio State, but on some Jamar Chase type stuff, what's the point? Michael Parsons, what's the point of playing? You know your stock. You know everybody wants you. What's the point? of putting your body out there. Now, I know everybody's like, oh, Zay, that would be heartless. Yeah, it would. It absolutely would. It would be look. It would be a me decision, not a we decision. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like something that we'll be talking about next, yeah. the next cycle of things. But that's yeah. what I'm just – Marvin Harrison Jr. is that good. We saw what Garrett Wilson did, Chris Olave, Jackson yeah. Smith, and Jimba, and Jimba whatever. He's pro- he, he made all the those first guys. off the board. It's just they're – And you're going to punish the quarterback for that? I mean, it's so weird. But that's, I, but those dudes are talented. I see their points. And then here's and the other thing about those picks that are starting to that, that I'm starting to try to figure this out. So now the second pick is Houston. Let's say they go defense. Third pick is Arizona. Fourth pick is the Colts. I'm also reading something today that maybe the thought that that the Colts are in love with Will Levis. Yes, sir. They love Max Will, Payton. They love Will Levis. To the point they want somebody to maybe go above them, maybe obviously take the get, help to get them some extra picks or whatever. That they would want somebody to come get Stroud, so they could take Levis. And then you've probably got teams that are also sitting there thinking, no, 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 we don't want Levis. We want Richardson. Wow. How do we get Richardson? And how quickly are all these guys going off the board? Uh, so it's, I can't wait till next Thursday. Dude, it's going to be wild. Six days away from the draft. And remember, we're doing the Pluckers draft night once again. We'll be at seven different Pluckers locations. We'll give you all those details uh, coming up. Before we hit this break, Zay, let me get you the Bijan update yes, sir. from these experts. The question was, what is Bijan Robinson? expected draft range uh one of these dudes says and again this is let me make sure i get this for everybody so they know this is jared what's his name uh, sorry jordan reed and matt miller from espn are answering these questions uh miller says i'd say the highest spot the texas running back could go is the falcons at eight Atlanta loves the power running game. Uh, Algier rushed for over 1,000 yards, fifth-round rookie. He added only three scores and wasn't a factor in the passing game. Robinson would give them a featured back uh, in a short yardage uh, to go and let Algier factor as a short yardage back. The lowest I could see Robinson going, this is what would make me break stuff. That would be number 31 overall to the Eagles. If teams stick to the no running backs in the first-round mantra, he could fall right into the NFC champs' lap. Okay, not just the Cowboys. Chargers, Cowboys, Bills. If all y'all let that happen, shame on you. 
Shame on all of you if you let him fall all the way to the Eagles, and I have to deal with that at the back end of the first round. I don't need that. Yeah, I don't see him pass the Chargers at 21. Is that where Chargers yeah. are at? Chargers 21. Yeah, I don't I don't see him going past there. And that's uh, kind of where yeah, that's kind of where this other guy is seeing it too. This says every scout I've spoken to says there's no way Robinson makes it outside of the top 20, but how about this? An NFL exec says, quote, he's special, but not worth the investment. Look at all the teams that sign running backs to second contracts. It's not pretty, and many never, ever see the end of the deal. This says, uh, I agree with, uh, he agrees with the other guy on the ceiling. If there's a team that doesn't worry about positional value and sticks to best player available, it's Atlanta at 8. But I don't think Robinson gets past the Chargers at 21, to what you're saying, Zay, with uh, Austin Eckler recently requiring a, requesting a trade. Chargers lack playmakers. Adding Robinson would give the Justin Herbert-led offense a huge boost in multiple areas. If Bijan gets drafted by the Atlanta Falcons with Taylor Heineke, they're winning the NFC South. <laughs> I'm calling oh, it right now. Oh, no. They're winning the South. Look out, NFL. I just, oh, no, I hadn't even considered it. Are you now saying that if Bijan Robinson, you've already said if he becomes a Cowboy, you're a Cowboys fan. Are you telling me that if he becomes a Falcon, you are going Dirty Bird? Oh, it's basically going to be like Aikman and Emmett. What's the difference? What's the difference? Let Kyle Pitts be like a playmaker type. What's the difference? We actually don't have enough time. (laughs) (laughs) To go go, go through what's the difference between Heineke and and Troy Aikman. I'm sorry. We do not not have that much time. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, that's what Bijan will put in Heineke. He'll give him that. He already has the moxie. Okay. Bijan will push him and put him over the top where he needs to be. Come on, man. Bijan will look sharp in any NFL uniform. He will make any uniform, any helmet, and any color scheme look great. He would look excellent in that Atlanta black. That would be, for his sake, that'd be the best possible situation because he'd get the most money and all that at number eight. Uh, that is something to maybe pay attention to. That is, uh, yeah, I, I could see how you'd be all over that team. Oh, man. Little Heineke and we ain't, even, we ain't even trying Ritter no more. No. Ritter who? No, nah, we can't because we're all in. We're all in. We're all in. If we're <laughs> you start- old Home Depot owner, if we get Bijan Robinson, we're all in. Championship aspirations. Rebuild this up. What is that? As soon, all in. As soon as Bijan would get drafted at eight, before the ninth pick is made, you would be tweeting out rumors of, you know, I'm hearing they're ready to move Desmond Ritter. Anybody want him? <laughs> uh, so there's some draft up, uh, stuff to keep in mind. Six days away from the draft and a wild NFL story today about guys gambling. on Some of them gambling on the game. Some of them just can't stop gambling at the facility and they got caught with that. So we'll uh, continue to watch that story. Up next, let's get into the NBA stuff. All the mess from last night in that Philly win, plus Golden State steps up and makes that a series officially, and Phoenix gets the win and goes up 2-1. We'll get Zay's thoughts on that. Plus, I got two simple rules to fix basketball and football. We need to go back to the way it was when I was a kid because these officials are going crazy. This is the horn. All right, getting started on a Friday. I feel like I recognize this song, but hopefully there's a vocal coming to help me. 
Hmm. Nah, I'll probably feel silly when you say it, but I don't have it. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Josie. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I never was a Steely Dan guy. Oh, it, come on, you're missing out. I must have been, man. I know Craig Way's a big Steely Dan guy. I've met other folks. Uh, once I got into this job, I met a couple people, but they never forced me to listen to them, so I haven't listened to a lot of Steely Dan. Uh, but they get us started on this Friday. By the way, for all you music folks and all you girl dads, please send your prayers my way because the Taylor Swift show is tomorrow in Houston. Oh, man. My intention in life, I hoped that I would maybe raise a music snob because I kind of, you know, I'm one of those. I instead created a T-Swizzle monster. She is so excited. She's flipping out. And we're going to go see the show tomorrow. I hope it all goes smoothly. But it's pretty wild. Pretty crazy. Zay, they are standing in line the day before for a merch truck nowadays. I didn't even know that was a thing. A merch truck? Merch truck. People paid 20 bucks to park yesterday. There's a show tonight. But yesterday in Houston, they parked, paid $20, stood in a line to go to a merch truck to buy merch. And there wasn't even a show last night. You know, Jamison Williams will let you know you could use your phone to get things done. <laughs> Exactly. You, you can buy stuff, you know, right. via phone, and one of internet. My, and one of my daughter's good friends told, I heard heard them tell her in my presence, hey, you know, all but like one or two items that they have at the shows, you can get them online. Oh, good. And I'm like, what are you, why are you in the- The experience. What? Yeah, right? The experience I mean, of standing in line. Well, we talk about this era using their phone too much. That's kind of a nostalgic way of going about things, because that's what y'all used to do back in the day. That's true. Stand in line yeah. for things, and not just so, for the shirt, though. Yeah, but at least they're bringing some type of old school stuff back. It so is. I can't knock okay, it. Yeah, I can't knock right. it too that's much. Right. That's right. That's true. Hope but it, yeah, you know, let's hope everybody gets uh, to and from Houston safe and sound and enjoys uh, Miss Swift this weekend. Uh, that's over at NRG. A lot of stuff going on. Texas baseball gonna crank it up with Oklahoma. Always special. Always special when these. These two brands get together. Word on the streets, Hannah Witt might be coming back too. It's Ooh. going down. This is the time when you make the run. Longhorn fans is the time where you get ready to make that run. Now, wait a minute. You're not saying Tanner Witt's going to be in a I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's word on the street. He's getting back and might I, be ready I very did, soon. I did hear a good report from Coach Pierce this week on with B&E. Said he threw like 30 pitches and the re- and he was going to check on the recovery that yeah. day, but apparently he's looking all right. Yeah, that's light work. Yeah. That's light work. Yeah. Yo, Tommy John ain't what he used to be. Tommy John used to be a little skinny all week on how has he come back. No, Tommy John surgery nowadays, you come back strong, yoked, Mark Henry style. Like, <laughs> you come back ready. Like, it ain't, it ain't what it used to be. So, yeah, I'm with it. Let's go. Right now, uh, Lucas Gordon set to go tonight. Uh, it's a 7 o'clock start tomorrow at 2.30 with Travis Staley. And right now it's a TBA on Sunday. Sunday. We'll see where the Longhorns go. Eight and four in conference. Seven o'clock start tonight. All right. We also have NBA going tonight. Coming up at uh, one o'clock, we'll get into some of the games tonight and tomorrow on the way the weekend sets up. Now the weekend sets up a little more interestingly because of what Golden State did. Before we get into all this officiating stuff, Zay, real quick on the Warriors. Steph Curry goes 36 points last night, six of 12 from beyond the arc. That's officially a series. 2-1, you said they could win this thing from the very beginning. Now they'll have Draymond back on Sunday with a chance to even it up. Absolutely. Big-time win for Steve Kerr and his group. And, yeah, Steph Curry, he was amazing last night. And even with that 36 chat, I wouldn't give him the game ball. 
I'll give it to Keevon Looney. Mm-hmm. Keevon Looney. That dude, nine offensive rebounds, 20 total. He was on a mission and made life rough for the big men for the Kings. DeMontis Sabonis, Alex Lynn, they really struggled keep keeping that guy off the boards. And... It was just the timely threes that the Warriors hit. They were in control most of the game, but the War or the Kings, they would creep back and get you know single digits. That all of a sudden, the Warriors would miss a shot, and Looney would get the board, kick it out to Steph for a three, and bang! Like those second chance points were huge for the Warriors. And if you're the Kings, you missed out on, on an opportunity. You yep. might feel good about being 2-0, but this is a team with championship DNA. I keep on saying that. Like, these guys, they're not going to just go down. They feel like they could come back and figure things out. Steve Kerr, you know, even though he hasn't been in these situations, he's been around legends like Pop and Phil Jackson, and he's won and been in a lot of games, so mm. he's not phased either. You know, he's not tripping. He knows the guys that he has on his side. And Andrew Wiggins, I thought he was really good last night, too, uh, with 20. Yeah. Jordan Poole, he didn't shoot the best, but him being aggressive and not getting eaten on the defensive end, that really helped. And then Moses Moody coming off the bench. They didn't know that he was going to give them 13. That was a surprise. Yeah. So now, really, it's just about Draymond coming back and just playing hard and being Draymond. Don't That's, that's the thing. He doesn't have to come back and score. You know, he can yeah. come back and just fill the gap that they needed, and that's being that hustle guy, being that tough guy, being that smart guy. That's the key. You got to be smart because right, we see these uh, NBA refs, they're wilding. What yeah. we saw in Brooklyn last night, that was an absolute joke. So all of these NBA players, they got to be on high alert because your emotion could get the best of you. You got to really control that because these refs are BSing out here. All right, so let's just go ahead and get to that because the Philly stuff last night was crazy. Let us know what you thought. Specs text line 337-3776. Let's go in order, Zay. The play with Claxton and Joel Embiid. Did you think fouls needed to be called? What needed to happen? Um, I thought Joel, I thought Joel Embiid got what he deserved. Claxton, nah, I don't think he should have been penalized for stepping over him. This is playoff basketball. Embiid kicking and stuff. I didn't he kicked. He now just what did missed. they do there? Did they go flagrant one on both? Uh alternate text. No, I want to say it was a tech. For Claxton. Tech for and Claxton. And a flagrant one Fla- for okay. Embiid. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's playoff ball. When you go to the game three, game four, it starts getting more intense. Guys start getting in each other's face. Mm-hmm. We know it's the NBA. Nobody going to fight. So, yeah, right. That's, <laughs> like, a, nobody, that's a great thing Nobody to is going to fight. So, let's keep that in mind, so, refs. So, the James Harden thing, you've watched basketball a lot, Zay, and you've watched more basketball than I have. You ever seen anybody get thrown out of a game for that? No. I mean, no. Like, give him offensive foul. Maybe. 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 No, that's it. Offensive foul. That's it. That's it. Don't throw the guy out. He wasn't trying to do anything dirty. He just has a weird game. And also, can we please make sure everybody understands? I don't think people know any. We know what junk means, right? When people say junk, he got kicked in the junk. He got punched punched him in the junk. Y'all know what that means, right? Nobody got hit in the private parts last night. Claxton, Claxton did not get kicked in his private part. No, he did not. And and James Harden certainly did not punch anybody in their private. He hit him in the stomach. Yeah. Like, go watch these plays. Oh, yeah, it's the junk, Chad. He hit him. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So uh, throwing them out there is so insane. But I would tell basketball, 
they really need to seriously double think their soccer stance because they've set up a soccer system in that sport. They've set up the soccer system. Yellow card, red card. You can call it that or you can call it flagrant one, flagrant two. Same thing. Two ones and you're out. One, two, and you're out. All right, fine. And then you leave that up to all these old crotchety dudes to determine what young athletic dudes are supposed to be and not supposed to be doing an unnecessary act. Claxton can't step over him because he dunked on him. He just was going to step over him. He was going to Allen Iverson over Teron Lou. We can't do that anymore? Yeah. That's an unnecessary act? Stop it. Yeah, Joel Embiid, he could have just got up and said, yo, don't step over me like I'm no little-ass kid. He could have done that. Or jump up and get in his face, yeah. push and shove, and then move on. Yeah, he no decided problem. to kick, okay, whatever. But, yeah, then Claxton gets thrown out of the game for mean mugging. Just what a oh, – so soft. We're staring. So here, this is my suggestion. Say, you tell me what you think. I got a two-rule system for football and basketball. Ready? Here we go. Rule number one. Basketball and football. If you throw a punch or kick that lands to someone that is on the ground, you're ejected. All right? That's rule number one. Okay. Rule number two, 2A, basketball. If everybody's standing up and if you throw a punch or a kick that lands, you're ejected. Rule 2A in football. If everybody's standing, if you throw a punch or a kick that lands to the head and the other person is not wearing a helmet, you get ejected. Everything else is basic fouls. Let's play ball. How about that? That's my that's my solution. What about your boy Miles Garrett throwing the helmet? Um. Oh no, I mean it's a clear one. That and that's you're swinging at a guy who's not wearing a helmet. That's, okay. That's the not wearing a helmet. Did he connect on? Plus, he, off? Oh yeah, he did. He did connect on. <laughs> and if you want, if you want to throw an addendum in there, oh, if you grab a man. Hel- if you grab a helmet and you swing it, and he connected. Absolutely, he needed to be thrown out of that game. Rudolph took it like a champ, though. He yeah. took it, just took it on the chin, like and I ate lo- it. I love Miles. He should have been suspended a lot longer than he was. I, I thought, I still think that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. But that's what it used to be when I was a kid. You had to throw a punch that landed. Shaq swung at Miller. What's that kid's name? Scott Miller. What was that his name? Uh, Brad Miller. Brad Miller. Brad Miller. Of underrated big Sacramento at the time. Yeah, right? Underrated. Yeah. He swung at Brad Miller, but he didn't hit him. And do you know what happened there? Nothing. That was a fellas, fellas. And then we just went on. If Shaq had made contact, first off, Brad Miller might be dead today. Yeah. But second off, Shaq would have gotten a serious foul and probably been thrown out of the game. If you punch or kick and you land, you're out. And and that's why, to me, Draymond is different than Joel Embiid. Maybe it's because I'm a fight fan. Draymond Green kicked a, a downed opponent. If you're laying on the ground and you kick or punch at somebody, yeah, I'll kick you out. Joel Embiid was on the ground. He flailed with his foot as he's trying to get up to say, hey, man, you can't do that. That should be part of the game. I'm sorry, it should. That should be part of the game. I think he kicked. I don't think he was trying to get up, and that's how he gets up. But he did not get yeah. a good he didn't get a good like pro wrestling quality shot to the crotch and the dude goes down. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he did. He didn't connect. Yeah, that's why he didn't get thrown out. Right. Didn't connect. Like Barkley and Shaq, they were talking about he should have been thrown out. They said that it was dirtier than what Draymond did. No, which that is was too far. Ridiculous. And Shaq was trying to tell me it was exactly the same as Draymond. No, it wasn't. Uh, it can't be the same <laughs> if somebody's one, per, one one guy that gets hit is laying on the ground and the other standing up. That's two different things. Yo, I guess since Draymond's with Turner now, that's their brother. Like they got <laughs> yeah. a. Hold it down They're for their brother. They're defending them. Like, yo, oh. this is our guy. We love him. 
We're going to ride for them. And let me also be very clear. I do not root for Philadelphia. I like Embiid, but I don't, I'm not super fan or anything. And I really don't like James Harden. I've never been a big fan of his. Yeah. But that's stupid. That is a dumb he is he has every right to complain. The the coaches have every right to try to figure that out. He was so stunned by it. At first I wanted to get on him because he didn't look like he cared. I don't think that was it, Zay. He was stunned that he got thrown out. Yeah, it was a joke. Embiid and Doc and the whole room was just like I think the Brooklyn fans couldn't figure that out. Yeah, and it takes away from the game. I would love to just come in and talk about Tyrese Maxey taking over the fourth quarter oh, in the last two minutes. Oh, what a great shot at the end that was. Oh, tough. It was awesome. Nails. That was good. Dallas kid. His smile said it all, didn't it? That was good. Yeah. That's, and you got to allow that stuff. By the way, back to the whole thing with Claxton. How does Dylan Brooks get to do that a whole game to LeBron? Mean mugging the whole game. Talk at him the whole game. Stare at him the whole game. But Claxton did it one time after getting a flagrant one, and now you're going to kick him out. Yeah. For just staring at a dude. Uh, doesn't make any sense. He's he, What's his first name again? Is it, it's not, he's not Nicholas? S- Claxton? What's, what do they call him? He's not Speedy Claxton, is he? Who, no. Speedy, Speedy Claxton. Was We're going to talk about Speedy Claxton later. Oh, that's, keep that name, though. That's later. We'll talk about okay. Speedy Claxton. I'm glad you said his name because we're going to talk about him later. This dude is, you know, he had a couple moments on Embiid. He needs to be able to enjoy that. And yeah. They're, and they're not letting him enjoy it. This is the MVP, it. best center in the league. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. All right, give us your thoughts on that. Specs text line, 337-3776. Up next in the crap bag, we got to get to this officiating as well. You chunked who for being too sticky? Oh, I got to update that story. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. Whoa. Huh. Like old school country here. Oh, yeah. Um. Tanya Tucker. There we go. All right. Whoa. Mom okay. used to jam Tanya Tucker back in the day, right? huh? No, I'm asking you. No, 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 no. I, I grew up with a little bit of Tanya Tucker. I mean, she's, you know, obviously Stand By Your Man. And, or Stand By Your Man, Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette might be Stand By Your Man. But Tanya Tucker was one of those that knew the voice. I knew that wasn't Loretta Lynn. Knew it wasn't Dolly. Had a little bit of that harl in it. Like that little twang. Where's she uh, from? Ooh, Tanya Tucker. Tanya, I'm going to say she is either Tennessee or Kentucky. I'm going to look her up. Tanya Tucker. Come on now. Tanya Tucker. Uh, Where is she? Where is she? 64 years old, if you need it. Um, Yeah. Says Texas. Was she really? Born Seminole, Texas. My bad, Tanya. All right, there you go. My computer wouldn't load up. Yes, you're absolutely right. Well done, Tanya Tucker. All right, Tanya Tucker and Steely Dan getting us started today on this Friday. Coming up, back to the NBA. Three games coming tonight, the games this weekend. Uh, Lakers and Clippers. They're doing a doubleheader tomorrow at, what's it, Crypto.com now? Used to be Staples. They are doing the afternoon game with the Clippers, night game with the Lakers, and then this Golden State Series will get back to it on Sunday. Tonight, we've got... 
one series that's one all with Cleveland and New York, and then that Boston series and Denver series may go 3-0. We will talk to uh, get Zay's thoughts on that, talk about it, and continue to talk about this officiating that is awful right now in the NBA after what happened with Harden and Embiid last night. Somebody else texted us, Zay, attention to, to the league. Best ref in Texas is available, Mr. Isaiah Collier. Yo, man, I got some eligibility you left. Ready? ready to go? Somebody else texted, come on, Zay, look at the Embiid play again. It was a Tech 2, not Harden's. Even Barkley said Embiid deserved a Tech 2 and needed to be thrown out. He did say it. I disagreed with him on that, though. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I did not think he needed to be thrown out. To me, it's go back and watch that play, Claxton, and also it's about the the severity of it. Say what you will about was Sabonis – selling it or whatever he did end up with a contusion of the st- uh, sternum contusion i think plus he laid on the ground in pain claxton didn't claxton went f- kind of fell because that's the mindset now i'm gonna make it look like i'm kind of hurt but as he goes down and he realizes Embiid's trying to kind of step up or whatever once he hit the ground look at him he looks right back at Embiid. he's ready to go if the man had really been hit he'd been kicked in the junk I think he'd have reacted differently. Yeah, I mean it's a boring series, so make something interesting. Oh, thank. Yeah, it's true. Maybe that's maybe that's what they're thinking. <laughs> no, maybe that's what they're thinking. It Who is. Knows? All right. Speaking of officiating, check this story out. Let's go to the crap bag and t- talk about stickiness. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations. Two five five eight six seven eight, or go to avconsultations.com. Doesn't have anything to do with a pitch clock, but Max Scherzer got thrown out of a game the other day for being too sticky. So they check him the first time and they say, hey man, your hand is like weirdly sticky and it's discolored. Can you wash it? He claims he washed it with alcohol in front of MLB officials. Then they checked him the next time and they said his glove still felt sticky. So they told him to change the glove. Max says he did it. Then he comes back for, the, I think, the fourth inning. They look again. They check again. They still say things are too sticky and they run him. And now Max Scherzer is getting a 10 game suspension damn 10 games for being too sticky now he's a starting pitcher so we all know what that means 10 10 games doesn't mean 10 games that like means two. a starter two yeah right 10 games of baseball but yeah. however many starts that would be for max he dropped his appeal so this thing could just move on i would like to point out to everybody that since major league baseball started cracking down on stickiness and tackiness and things like this with the pitchers they have Suspended, not suspended. They have ejected three pitchers. And Zay, the same umpire, ejected all three. Oh, blue. His, his, his name is Phil Cuzzi. C-U-Z-Z-I. Come he, on, Coos. He wasn't even the, the home plate umpire for this game. The home plate umpire for this game said, quote, as far as stickiness, this was the stickiest it had been since I've been inspecting hands, which goes back three seasons. Stop bragging. Compared to the first inning, it was so sticky that when we touched his hand, our fingers were sticking to his hand. Whatever was on there remained on our fingers afterwards for a couple of innings. It was far more than we've ever seen before on a pitcher during live action. And he says, I didn't really matter what it was. All we know is that it was far stickier than anything we felt certainly today and anything this year and so in that case we felt as though it had he had two chances to clean it up and he didn't wow so we're throwing a guy of Max Scherzer's level out of a game 
Yeah, for, I, I, for being too sticky. I haven't seen it, but I know he didn't go down quietly because that dude, I remember him going off last year on this sticky stuff issue or they were questioning something yeah. that he was doing and he was trying to show, I ain't doing nothing. He started basically stripping down. They were like, whoa, 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 right, back, right. relax, yeah. relax. We don't even know that much. And, yeah. Yeah, thinking about them touching his hands, that just sounds gross. Yeah, and his manager's Buck Showalter, so he can get intense as well. But now you're just starting to – you're like, wait, now you're not just doing basic inspections. You're grabbing a guy's glove. You're reaching inside the glove to see how sticky it is and telling him to change his glove. So I heard Gene Watson with Craig today on Light the Tower, and he said that Max washed his hands with alcohol. Yes, in front of an official, apparently. Yeah, somebody was leaning over watching them. Like, what are we doing? Which then, is creepy. And then again, there's this matter of degree. It's not about the stuff. It's about, is it too sticky? Well, I'm telling you that the three guys that have been kicked out have been kicked out by the same umpire. So this is now getting to, you know, some kind of, there's a little bit of a, I'm not saying there's a bias here, but it's the way he perceives it. So each individual ump is going to, you know, feel stickiness in a different way. Oh, my God, the stuff was sticking to us for an inning or two. Okay, I'm not an expert on rosin. You know, Scherzer claims it was rosin and sweat. Those were the two things that were combined. And because years ago they would combine rosin and sunscreen. And apparently that was a real sticky, you know, material. Yo, I know some dirty dudes. They wipe, they sweat, their hands be sticky. That's some dirty dudes that don't have the best hygiene out there. Yeah. And Max could be one of those guys. I'd, I'd make that claim to try to get back in this thing and not have to sit out 10 games. But, yeah, I mean, if you want the ball to be sticky because you want more control not to whack batters and not to hurt guys that are in the box instead of right. improving your game, and, and it I'm d- fine with that. And it does help the ball dance it a does. little bit. I mean, you're gonna it's going to help you to be a little bit better pitcher. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going to try to, you know, things happen both ways. They're trying to help the pitcher in some ways. They're trying to help the batter in other ways. It's just, to me, in this situation, and by the way, these other two pitchers that have been kicked out of games, they're not names like Scherzer. They're not. He's a, he's a big dog here. And I think he deserves a little deference. I really do. I mean, you got, it's got to be – I hope it was really horribly bad. But it, it's like, to me, is that where we are? You want umpires – Feeling on the pitcher's hands for stickiness between innings. Is that where we are? Is that what we want? We didn't have these problems when Sammy and McGuire were going for the record in 98. <laughs> what a time. You just went right there, didn't you? You know I love yeah. that time, Chad. You went right there. You think any pitchers were trying to figure out <laughs> rosin back then? Oh, my God. Hey, man, what are you doing? I put a half a bottle of glue on my hand every time I face Bonds. <laughs> or, or, excuse me, McGuire or Sosa. Yo, I saw Bonds at a basketball game the other day. I think he was at the Kings game. Really? He looked like 92 Bonds instead of 01 Bonds. 92 Bonds could play now. 92 Bonds could play. Mm-hmm. That head wasn't all swole up like it once was. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, it's a shame for his legacy because that Bonds was still going to end up in the Hall of Fame. All slim and awesome. Mm. And just went a different way. I feel him. Make the game better any way you can. That's yeah, the the sport was the sport was bizarre anyway. I mean, he's the one that we think of, but he's the one that a lot of people think of, but he was far from alone. Yeah. <laughs> far from alone. The sport never tested for it. Let's not pretend. I, th- there, there were probably times where the WWE was testing more for roids <laughs> than baseball. In fact, there were, I don't that's not a guess. That's true. Once the WWE installed their wellness program, whenever that was, I know it was before Major League Baseball tested for roids. They didn't test for roids until, what, 04? 
Who got hit with roids and wrestling? Technically, <laughs> Lex Luger. Who else? Everybody. Everybody. I mean, yeah. not everybody, but no, there was a there was, you know they had, they had the big case back in the day, early '90s is when. But like, who was the main one? Things were going then, on. Like, I know you know. Uh, let's see. There was probably you know your little superstar Billy Graham. Okay. Accusations for Hogan. Oh, of course. And Rick Rude was probably one of those guys. Steiner. Yeah, yeah, probably Steiner. Steiner. Yeah. Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, a little, maybe a little warrior here and there. Yeah. You know, you yeah, know yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. What's wrong with that, guys? Make the game better. Yes, well, that's that's <laughs> what Max Scherzer was trying to do. Max wanted to make the game stickier, and they said it was too sticky. So that's where we are in Major League Baseball, trying to figure out the pitch clock thing, trying to make games quicker and see if we can make pitchers less sticky for the batters. All right, 1 o'clock hour coming up. We'll hit NBA games uh, coming up tonight and over the weekend, plus last night's mess with the officiating. What did you think? Did you think Embiid needed to get thrown out? And can you believe that James Harden got thrown out? We're discussing that today as well. Jump in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. This is The Horn.